He Super scientist Nano Girl is on a mission to show everyone the wonders of science. She's joined by her trusty sidekick, the constantly learning artificial intelligence repository. We call her Claire. Let's cross now to Nano Girl's secret lab. Ew, gross. Morning, Claire. Hey, did I leave the door open last night? Yes, I think so. Why? Oh, it's just I, I think I stood on a slug. Oh, yuck, I can feel the slime between my toes. We're always getting questions about slime, Nano Girl. Hi, I'm Amelia. I'm 10 years old. I'm from St Thomas's and I would like to know what's the slimiest creature in the world? Hmm, what a great question. Now, who should I talk to? Well, Rick Martini might be able to help. He's a hagfish expert and they're slimy, aren't they? Oh, the absolute slimiest. That's great thinking, Claire. And I can pick up Amelia on the way. School. Hold on, let me see. Is anybody in here? Hello? Land in our school car park. Uh, yeah. Would you call it a crash land? I thought it was really good landing. Okay, yes, I crash landed. Anyway, um, am I at St. Thomas's school? Yes. Awesome. I'm looking for somebody called Amelia. Is Amelia here? Yes. Is that you? Yes. Hi, Amelia. I, I, I hear that you had a question for yes. us. Yes. Um, I would like to know what's the slimiest creature in the world. <gasps> the slimiest creature in the world? Does anybody know? Who knows a slimy creature? Yeah. Eel. Eel? Yeah. What else? Blobfish. Blobfish? A slug. A slug. A snail. A snail. Cool. Okay, slugs and snails and different types of fish. You said eels and in Teo Māori we call that tuna. Do you know, I'm not really a slime expert. I mean, I know how to make slime. I know how to make slime you can eat, but we'll come to that later. But I have a friend who is. We're going to need to get to Kelly Tolton, so everybody climb into the jet vault. Okay, everybody, now I know you're all sightseeing out of the window, but if you look right down there, you should be able to see that building by the ocean. That's Kelly Tartan's, and we're going to land there. Um, you might want to hold on, though. Ready? <laughs> okay, everybody survived. That's good. So we're at Kelly Tartan's, and this is my friend Rick. Hi, kids. So, Rick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, I'm a biologist, and I work with a number of different marine animals, but hagfish are my preference. Hagfish? Does anybody know about hagfish? I do. They're one of the slimiest fish. I'm not sure if it's the slimiest, but they can create buckets of slime. They sure can. It's one of their 
They have several superpowers, but that's one of them. Well, that's cool because we're here because little Amelia here had a question for you. Amelia, what was your question for What's Rick? What's the slimiest creature in the world? Oh, well, I would say certainly the slimiest one I know of is the hagfish. Awesome. Well, behind us, I think there are... Look at Ooh, look at his face. What do these look like? Like black, long, like sometimes like spaghetti, but like really fat and black. <laughs> so what do you think the function of that shape and their body is? They can use their back tail to move quickly and get away from predators. What about being long and skinny and having no scale? So they can scoot into tiny gaps which predators can't reach into. Right, yep. And because in, in the dark they might not be easily seen by other predators. Mm-hmm. They, they can, can get into a place where they're yeah. out of the way. And they can't be seen And probably. they can surprise <laughs> prey that they might want to eat. Hagfish have no eyes. They have grabby teeth. But they're on their tongue. And they stick their tongue out, and their teeth are like in an open book. And then they slam the book closed and put the teeth into whatever it is they've grabbed. And then they suck that tongue back in. It's like taste buds, but with teeth. Well, their whole head, they have taste buds lots of places. Oh, it's very cool. And the uh, tooth plates... They're enough that you would not want a big one, a big hagfish, to grab you. Big hagfish is close to two meters long and as big around as a fire hose. But the other things, so they don't have jaws and they don't have teeth in their mouth and they don't have eyes and they don't have fins on the side. So they have no pectoral fins, but they're long and skinny and... They move similar to the way these guys do, but they love to move in unusual places. And if that unusual place is the bottom in the mud, one of their superpowers is they can actually swim through the mud and hunt prey like uh, burrowing shrimp or uh, nemertine worms. And it's... Like in the science fiction movie Dune, they, go, they eat them in the mud. And they take some of the mud in at the same time. And they can also go up in the water and then go down in little burrows and grab fish from the burrows or grab shrimp from the burrows. Yes. I never knew that they even ate mud. Well, it just kind of happens, you know. You're you're blind. There's something tasty. You're gonna go for it. You know, you haven't got any hands. You can't pull the mud out. So wouldn't you got to. Ch- if they like get too much mud in their mouth, wouldn't they choke? Well, they're breathing through pouched gills on the sides. They don't have gill arrangements like these fish. And they can do without respiring for a long time. Do they eat things only smaller than them, or then can they eat things bigger than them? They can't eat things bigger than them unless the things bigger than them are dead or trapped, because they do a lot of scavenging. But because they don't have chewy kinds of teeth, they have to have a soft way in. So if you're dead... They, they can come in this way or that way and 
and eat from the inside out. But so it's bit by bit. Rick, yep. if they've only got these little teeth, then how do they protect themselves? Oh, that's one of the places where their special slime comes in. Now, these guys, these freshwater eels, everybody knows eels are slimy because when you stroke them, if you're into stroking eels, uh, your hands get all kind of gushy and gloopy and you got to wipe them off. Lots of fish produce that kind of slime. And that's a lubricant that reduces friction, either when they're up against something else or when they're swimming. Whereas the hagfish has dozens of specialized glands along the sides of its body, and when it's worried or excited, it shoots slime, a special kind of slime, out. Like a, a spool of yarn. And when that unwinds, it unwinds to almost a meter, and then it's got uh, sugar side branches, and those, so it gets long, the side branches go out, and the side branches suck up the water. So the hagfish only has to produce a little, to put a little amount of energy into building that, but it traps a huge amount of water. So that's why a hagfish can defend itself over and over, because it's only spend, spending a little energy each time, because it didn't have to make that much stuff. It's not making 20 liters of slime. It's only making a little tiny bit, and that bit sucks up the water. So it's sort of like a whirlpool. <laughs> <Yes>. Slime. <laughs> or like, like a slime sponge. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to see some slime? Me. Who wants to touch some slime? Me. All right, let's keep going through the aquarium. We might see some sharks on the way and see what we can see. Okay, so Rick, you've brought us to, I guess, what is the slime center of the aquarium, and we have a little video to watch. So this is a video of a hagfish, and a hagfish with a very special guest. See if you can see who is trying to visit the hagfish. So you see the hagfish is eating some bait, and the shark detects the hagfish and decides that it wants to uh, have a snack. Uh, now see, the fish comes up, look at it, it goes, you notice it, it went away and it had this big ball of goobers hanging out of its mouth. Does like the slime block the gills? Yes, exactly. So, so it, it like, smothers them. It for a little yep. while. If you bite it, you get hurt. Yeah, it, and, it hurt. and they shoot the slime out so fast that it, even though the shark is biting, the teeth never penetrate the skin. So the shark comes in and goes, Whoa! and moves away. So you can just keep repeating. Yeah. Yes. They can also tie knots on themselves to push along and, their body. With and the you know why they tie knots? Yeah. So they can push away the jaws of predators or other. The main reason they tie knots is if you put a hagfish in a small space and it slimes, that slime can suffocate it doesn't get oxygen through as well. So the hagfish throws its body in an overhand knot, 
and wipes itself off with the knot, pushes the knot off its head and clears all the slime off. And they can also use the knot, and this one was really cool, if you get a hagfish in a very small trap and it gets its head and a little bit of its body out of the trap, it'll throw itself in a knot and pass the knot down its body and so much force is generated it'll pull the rest of the hagfish out of the trap. So, what hunts hagfish? You know, most fish won't because of this problem with the slime. But, can you think of something that would not care about slime on its gills and that loves things that don't have bones and are slimy? Goblin shark? No. An eel? No. A bloodfish? <laughs> no. Octopus? Dolphin. Oh. And, and seals and elephant seals and sea lions. They don't they, have gills. They don't have gills and they love things without bones or spines or fins because they, they can suck them up like linguine. <laughs> And down they go, and just the slime just makes them easier to swallow. So there are some dolphin in South America where most of their diet is hagfish. Yep. Does slime ever go away, or does it just, like, stay there forever? It starts out in a huge volume, but then over about 15 minutes it starts to contract, and it becomes like a fibrous network, like a spider web. It loses the water part. But that's still, if you're a... If you're a fish like a shark that has a gill that has real fine filaments, coating that with a spider web and glooping it all up, it's terrible for it. Whether they die or they're just uncomfortable, you know, nobody followed that shark around for a week to see how he did. Do the hagfish eat each other? Well, we don't know that because very little is known. These are animals of mystery. They don't live in a place where they can be easily followed. Uh, we don't even know how they reproduce other than they lay big shelled eggs. Who wants to see some hagfish slime? Oh my goodness. So here's, here's a bucket of slime, and here's what the slime does when it gets old and tired and constricts. And then down here, here is some slime as it's drying and she's pulling her arms apart. And what you see right there, that's the length of one strand of slime. Can be 60 to 90 centimeters long. Wow. And it's produced by a cell that's less than a millimeter in diameter. Who wants to touch some slime? Me. It's not hagfish slime. <laughs> hagfish slime is too precious. All right, who's going to be brave? I will be brave. All right. What type of slime is that? Oh, it is. <laughs> it's so slimy, moist. Feels like dried egg yolk. <laughs> so the thing. stretchiness is like hagfish slime. You get it worked up and it. But wow, that's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Looks like jelly. Yeah, although it doesn't feel like that. Wow, that's like slimy ass. It's like strangely satisfying. <laughs> Can you imagine if this was being fired at you though and going over your mouth and your face? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, suffocation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it 
Is there anything you could use hagfish for? Well, there's a hundred million dollar industry for the skin, which is used for uh, eel. They call it eel skin leather because no one would buy something if they knew it was hagfish skin. <laughs> uh, and the meat is considered a delicacy in Korea and Japan and China. So there's a meat industry. But the slime in particular, they're trying to, uh, several companies are trying to synthesize the, the fibers in the slime because it's stronger than steel and stronger than spider silk. And if you could weave it, produce it, you can't raise hagfish. You know, it was a cash crop. They, they say they eat hagfish meat. How, yep. do they, how long does it take to, like, obviously, to slime it? Like, well, the <laughs> traditional way of de-sliming the hagfish is to throw them in a stream until it all washes off. Uh, but the, the way it's done now is you, first you skin them. Because the skin is like a loose set of baggy pajamas. So you can un basically on two sides and take the whole skin off. And then you're left with the meat. And uh, they smoke it. But one of the most interesting ways to cook them is in Japan. They'll take a hagfish and they'll roll it in straw. And then they throw it in an oven and set fire to the straw and burns it burns all the skin off and you're left with a tasty smoky bit of hagfish for a for a delicate dinner are they endangered they have been fished out to economic extinction everywhere where they've been fished uh, and the fishery started in southeast asia and then it went to the west coast of the U.S., and then it went to the east coast of the U.S., and then it came here, and it's been in British Columbia. Uh, fortunately, the economics are such that the fishery is, is not active here now, but it's a real risk. They lay 20 to 30 shelled eggs, and they only do that every couple of years. So it doesn't take long to fish them out. Are they, they found in New Zealand or are they only another? Oh yeah, um, this is actually the center for, uh, for hagfish. There are at least five species, maybe seven or eight species, but almost nothing is known about their life history. Don't know how many there are, don't know where they reproduce, don't know how they spend their days. Uh, it's, it's all a mystery and of course there's no there's no real commercial funding available. The worldwide hagfish industry is not coming to me and going, here's $100,000, look at hagfish. It just doesn't happen. Roughly, how, give me an estimate of how many hagfish there is in the world. I couldn't give you numbers. I, there are probably 90 to 100 different species. Uh, when you have a hagfish population uh, that's well established that you can survey, and this would be in New England before the fishery started, there were up to uh, 100,000, 200,000 of them per square kilometer. So there were lots of them. Okay, so do we think that we have answered your question, Amelia, about what's the slimiest creature? Yes, I And think. it's a... Hagfish. Hagfish. 
Rick, thank you so much for your time. I've got to take the kids back to school, though, so we're going to have to go back into the jet vault. Have a nice flight. Nano girl, did you have fun with the hagfish? I did. Can you guess how much slime a hagfish can actually make? My database says that is about 20 litres. I said guess, Claire. It's not fair if you always look up the answers. Aroha mai. <sighs> that adventure has made me hungry. Hey, I know, Claire. Let's open up the secret lab. I've got a great slimy idea. <laughs> Today we're going to make a yummy, delicious slime out of marshmallows and corn flour that hopefully is going to taste as good as it looks. So you're going to start with a couple of big handfuls of marshmallows. You're going to put them into a heatproof bowl and then you're going to put them in the microwave for about 30 seconds. Now, while they're warming up, you're going to measure out some corn flour or some corn starch. I usually use about half a cup, so I'll put that into a bowl. Keep an eye on your marshmallows because you don't want them to get too hot. You just want them to be warm and squishy. Okay, 30 seconds is up. Let me pull them out of the microwave. Oh yeah, they look really warm and squishy, so I'm going to take a heatproof spoon and stir them around. Mm -mm, they're all sticky and slimy, so next what we're going to do is we're going to add in some corn flour and then mix them all together. Now be careful because this is going to be very hot, so don't touch it with your bare hands. Now, when it's fully mixed, you're going to put it down onto a board or something that protects your table. And now you're going to knead it. Now, kneading is where you use your knuckles to mix a mixture together. So here we go. And you can probably hear that I'm kneading it with my knuckles, making it into a fun shape. And now my slime is super stretchy and you can pull it apart and it's oh, sticking to my fingers. So the more you play with it, just like normal slime, the thicker it's going to get. And the great thing is, once you finish playing with this, you can eat it. Here we go. Oh, yummy! Marshmallow slime is one of my favourite messy experiments to do, where there's no mess at the end because you get to eat it. Uploaded. To have your own science adventure, check out the video on the RNZ website. Have a go and let us know how you get on by emailing us at scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. Wow, thanks, Claire. What a great adventure today. Nano girl, you have slime all over your face. Oh, yeah. Um, it's num, yummy, num, though. Num, 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 num. Thanks for listening to Nano Girl's great science adventure. And thanks to Rick Martini and Kelly Tartans for teaching us all about hagfish slime. And a special thanks to Amelia and her friends at St. Thomas's School for coming on another great science adventure with us. Listen to Nano Girl's great science adventure on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher and most other podcast apps. 
click on the subscribe button and get every episode straight to your device. If you have a great question, you can email us at scienceadventures at rnz.co.nz. And if you've had a go at the experiment, send us a photo of the finished product. This podcast couldn't have been made without Dr. Michelle Dickinson, Sophie Fern, Janet Van, Joe Davis, Crystal Lee Brown, Liz Garten, Anna Toby, Claire Easton Farrelly, Pinky Fang, and all the incredible RNZ sound engineers and our executive producer, Tim Watkin. Nanogirl's great science adventures made possible by the New Zealand On Air Innovation Fund.